Hello and welcome to the Crew Fitness UK podcast channel hosted by myself, Hayley Chatterton, online personal trainer and weight loss specialist. This is a place where I can talk to you about health and well-being, mum life and how we can live our healthiest and happiest lives. This is a chance where I can debunk some myths, chat to guests online and get into the real nitty gritty subjects that some personal trainers do not wish to discuss. So sit back, relax, or enjoy getting your 10,000 steps in. having a wonderful time in this stunning weather. How lush is it? Honestly, I've been absolutely, I've been taking the real proverbial and just getting out on it as much as possible. I'm talking three hours walking a day at least. Yeah, lots of walking yesterday. I think I must have walked nearly eight miles in the end in total. Just loving it. Anyway, so welcome back. I'm going to do something um, a bit different um, from my normal podcasts. Basically, I will go into ones that I have been asked to do. It's just that I am actually writing notes for them at the moment because there's there's quite a lot involved with these subjects that have been asked for. But anyway, so I have been asked for this one in the past. I thought I'd finally do it. And that is my birth story um, and how my experience with exercising before getting pregnant, during pregnancy and post-pregnancy sort of recovery and how it's all gone. Um, I think then a lot of women who listen to this can relate um, from people that are thinking of having children in the future to people um, who have had children, yada, yada. Or people that are kind of probably going to turn around and go, hell no. <laughs> Um, so, before I, well, to be honest, Harry wasn't planned at all. Um, it was just a, a, a one night with Tom that it just, yeah, we weren't take, we, we weren't taking precautions anyway. So it was bound to happen at some point, but yeah, wasn't really taking precautions. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. Um, so yeah. Anyway, before that, I was very much, um, very fit and healthy. I'd lost a lot of um, body fat. I was in good shape. Worked out four or five times a week. Um, lots and lots of exercise. Was flying as cabin crew full time, and I was running my PT business. So lots and lots going on. Um, and yeah, I was weightlifting. Yeah, four or five times a week. Running at least once or twice. I was an incredibly active person, but I was also very balanced with my food. Um, after you remember I did a podcast on how my relationship with food was pretty poor. Well, it's definitely, definitely improved quite significantly um, like the last few months before I had Harry, probably from my 30th birthday, that was when I had a good balance with food. Um, so yeah. So then obviously found out I was pregnant and it was like, oh my god, what am I going to do? But then obviously being, you know, we've got family home already, we're married, 
we financially stable, we had everything, we, we ticked all the boxes, so it was like, cool, no worries, happy days, and told, because obviously I used to work BA, um, I told them that I was pregnant and they grounded me straight away, <laughs> they grounded me, um, and I had to work at Heathrow Airport, now that didn't last long because then Covid came in and I was furloughed, sent at home, and yeah, I started to go a bit stir crazy from someone who was really busy with crew life, working out so much, running a business of my own. It was like I'd just been halted to like literally nothing. And it was like, what do I do? Yes, I had my PT business, but that was back when it was really starting up. So I only had a handful of clients. I didn't have much to do. So what I did during that time was I kind of learned to build on my business. So I did some courses. I did my weight loss specialism. Um, and then I did, what was it? Yeah, I did an accounting um, yeah, basics of accounting to do my own books, books and everything like that for um, my finances. So I did like little courses to keep me busy. And then I just started writing up free workouts and putting it up on my social media. And that started to get me a bit of exposure. Now, I know I don't have the biggest of following, but those who do follow me, you know, it's, it's over 1600 people. And they're people that are genuinely interested in what it is that I talk about. Um, from being a mum to exercise and crew life. So they all follow me for those three reasons. So I do get a lot in my inbox constantly because they're people that genuinely want to know about those topics, um, which is lovely. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit like I just kind of, as soon as I announced when I was pregnant, I was putting up these free workouts to keep people going during lockdown to keep them active that got me exposure and yeah I just I started work working out what am I going to do for my own workouts because I wanted to stay active throughout my pregnancy because all I read was that it's incredibly beneficial and obviously now I'm a pre and postnatal specialist um it is incredibly beneficial especially if you've already been an active person you've got the energy you're not ill then by all means do it it's a really good thing to do to keep working on muscles that could potentially be lengthened and underactive and then you're going to have other ones that tighten so this is when you can get every pregnant woman gets it where it's like curvature of the spine and that so you need to work on things like your glute strength take care of the top part of your back which is where your rhomboids are so I started to work on those sort of muscles look after them keep active I was yeah I was weight training about three times a week um, I still split it where it was upper body, lower body, because I was used to it. If I wasn't used to it, it would be an all over body kind of thing. But yeah, towards the end, it did become more like all over body workouts because it was just, I was getting more tired. But for the first and second trimester, I was very lucky because first trimester, I didn't get morning sickness or anything like that. I got a couple of dizzy spells, but nothing major. Um... So yeah, I pretty much could work out. The trouble is, I ate like an absolute pig. I said I had a good relationship with food, but then I became a monster. And I mean it. I didn't stop. So I was eating and eating and eating. So when it came to my first load of checks, they were like, oh, you've gained weight fast. And I was like, yeah, because I'm crazy hungry. Because if I don't eat, then I feel sick. So yeah, I was eating a lot. 
Um, hence why Harry's growing so fast now, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was the first, especially the first two trimesters, I was achieving 10,000 steps a day. I was, because I was semi-quiet with PT life, I just kept myself busy by keeping active, having a nap when I could, because, yeah, there wasn't a lot to do. Those first lockdowns, God, they feel like a distant memory, don't they? It was a bit like, I'll take advantage of this because I won't get this ever again. So it was kind of taking it easy. The weather was amazing, so I had the best tan. Um, so yeah, anyone who's just recently become pregnant and you have always been an active person and you're feeling okay, I say, work out, do it. Don't let it stop you. Do what you enjoy, but just make sure that the difficulty level is no more than a 7 out of 10. And if you don't want to be overheating, you don't want to have the risk of your baby overheating, you don't want to run into becoming um, exhausted very quickly, so you've got to be careful with levels of fatigue and also dehydration. So just bear that in mind. Um, then third trimester, again, it was mainly body weight exercises by then because my bump was so heavy. So there was a little bit of lifting. Oh, I forgot to also add that um, as soon as I was furloughed, I started online classes um, for my clients, which was really good fun because bump wasn't too big. If anything, it was tiny. So I was able to keep pretty damn active and do some really fun workouts with everyone. And that was great. Third trimester came round and by and behold, halfway into that, it became so heavy. Well, Harry was so heavy inside me, I just couldn't do the classes anymore. It just became a little bit too much, so I had to stop them. And I was doing the body weight exercises, still working out about two, three times a week of resistance training, and then just walking about, I think it was about five, between five to 10,000 steps, depending how I was feeling. And also, it was the, the hottest time of the year when I was in the third trimester, at one point it, it said it was, what was it, 36 or 37 degrees, wasn't it? And my bedroom said it was 33. Um, yeah, it was vile. So I wasn't really in the mood to do much working out, but I knew I needed to keep my body moving. And then I'd just sit in a paddling pool. <laughs> but I still continue to grow the business. If anything, during my third trimester, my online clients just suddenly, like, it, it doubled. It just suddenly went really busy to the point I had to do a cut-off date around my due date because I didn't want to run into the risk of promising people packages and stuff and then going into labour and then not talking to them for a month. So I had to be careful with that. Anyway, so that was great. Um, and you know what? Thanks to keeping so active and I suppose strong, throughout my pregnancy it the midwife says this as well that it really benefited my labor big time like my labor was crazy fast um, and that they all say it's because of the fact that I've just got a good amount of lean tissue in me they, they said it was all part of that and also down to my hypnobirthing helped me through like the breathing exercises staying relaxed because most of my labor I've spent at home um, so I might as well go straight into my labour story. I might as well talk about my birth story. Let's just let's get over and done with, eh? So Harry was Harry's due date was the seventeenth of September, 
and on the due date I had booked in to have a sweep which is where they move the membranes to hopefully get, encourage um, labour to begin. Uh, well it worked about where what was it about 24 hours later yeah it suddenly really took effect so you feel cramping and that and you think oh it's happening straight away and then it just stopped so I was like mm. had dinner went to bed woke up six o'clock in the morning the next day and I was like ooh, those cramps are a little bit stronger didn't think much of it but then it got to like mid-morning I was like no these are getting stronger and more frequent I'm starting to notice a pattern here and that's when I was like Tom I'm having a shower I'm getting myself ready because I think labor might be starting to happen I want to make sure I had clean hair and all of that not that you really give a shit once you're in labor properly anyway so it got to about lunchtime and they say when your contractions are three of them in 10 minutes then you you're likely to be close to five centimeters dilated and you can go into hospital now due to covid and everything like that i was very limited um if i went in and i wasn't five centimeters dilated i could stay in a ward but tom wasn't allowed to be there with me which was shit um and basically the, the contractions were getting quite strong quite quickly and the fact that it was progressing that quick that I then decided to Tom, I said, right, we're going to phone them, tell them what's going on again. And they were like, well, would you like to come in and be looked at? And I said, yeah, I'd really like someone just to check over everything, please. So I did. I went in. We went in, sorry. Um, and they were getting quite sharp. And, you know, take your breath away. You had to concentrate on your breathing. Didn't want to make conversation at this point. And then... We got to the hospital and she said, oh, well, you're only four centimetres at the moment, she said, and I strongly advise that you go home. I wish I didn't go home, <laughs> in all honesty, because it was a Friday evening, or afternoon, should I say, so it's rush hour, and it took what normally would take 20 minutes to get home, took us an hour and this is when the contractions were getting very, very strong. That, you know, it was getting to the point where I was starting to moo like a cow. They were getting that low. I was going for it. But I went to a McDonald's drive through didn't I? Had my, my chicken wrap. <laughs> Downed that, which I'm actually quite grateful I did. Because that helped me keep, keep the energy up. Um, we got home. Contractions were very strong. I tried, um, oh shit, what's it called? That thing that gives you the electrical pulses in your back. Tens machine. Tried to use it, it was crap. I didn't like the feeling of it at all. It was just annoying. So then I got in the bath. The bath, I have to say, was a big relief. One of the best painkillers I've ever used. Um, by this point, I still hadn't touched any other painkillers. Didn't want to touch any of it. Really wasn't interested. Um, got in the bath at first I was like oh this is much better and it definitely relaxed me and I think that's what probably sped up my labor now I think about it I think it definitely sped everything up because I was relaxed I was feeling happy but then they got so sharp so painful I needed Tom to pull me out of the bath because I couldn't get myself out of the bath got dressed um, and then I remember throwing all the cushions from the sofa onto the floor 
and just kneeling forward and just screaming because the pain was becoming incredibly intense now. The, the contractions were like every 30 seconds. It was intense. So I just screamed to Tom, he needs to phone the labour ward again. Or sorry, the um, birthing centre, shall I say, because we weren't we were going to the birthing centre. And they, uh, he put them on loudspeaker and they said, oh, you know, labour can take its time. And I just screamed, I'm fucking coming in now because this child is coming. I can feel him moving. <laughs> no one was going to argue me. They were like, okay. So we went back in through all the traffic and, you know, every pothole. I could feel every single pothole. I swear every pothole or bump in the road was when I was having a contraction, which, like I say, was every, like, 20, 30 seconds. It was hardcore. So painful. Got into the birthing centre, because we had requested to go to the birthing centre to have a water birth. Um, got checked over. I was five centimetres, and my waters were bulging at this point. They said, they're going to burst any second. And they said, when that happens, you'll get... A, that a lot of pressure will come off you you'll feel a lot better from it um so i stood up leant forward over the bathtub gave myself a whopping bruise on my forehead from leaning forward for just some period of time not <laughs> good luck i tell you but you don't give a shit at that time um i remember tom had these suede shoes on and he was rubbing my back, looking after me, sipping his coffee, as you do, mate. And I'm just going, <laughs> and everything like that on the contractions. And then suddenly, <coughs> it's disgusting when your waters go. It is rank. There's no word, way of beating it around the bush. There's just all this goo and just shit that comes out of you. And it literally bursts everywhere. And all I remember doing, because I was looking down, obviously, where I was leaning forward. And I obviously could see Tom's suede shoes. And as soon as the waters broke, I just saw these shoes just go and move away. <laughs> he proper freaked. And at that point, um, the midwife came in and was like, oh, oh, my God, that wasn't supposed to happen so fast. I'm going to, oh, it wasn't a midwife, it was like a nurse. And she was like, oh, my God, I need to phone your midwife again. She's still not here. And I was, she was like, I think your child's coming a lot quicker than we expected. I was like, no fucking shit, eh? So I was like thinking, where the fuck is my midwife? This child is coming. And then as soon as the waters go, yeah, they say the pressure goes. That lasted, <clears throat> what, three minutes for me? I don't want this to put people off. Bear in mind, my label's a lot faster than everyone else's. Like, I didn't get the chance to think about painkillers or nothing. He was coming fast. Um, they did offer me gas net. I hated it. And to be honest, by the time I breathed it in, it gave me the dizzy spell after the contraction. So it was a load of shit. So it tasted horrible. I didn't like it. So I didn't want it. I just chewed on the mouthpiece. Just chewed it. And that was it. Um, by this time, I'm going to put it out there, girls. You don't care about your dignity. You don't care about any of it. The, the midwife had turned up. She said hi. She's so nice. Honestly, to this day, if I ever have her again, I'll be so happy because she was incredible. Um, and she just, she just 
in my notes I said that I literally wanted to just me take control of the situation and I did I wanted minimal contact I wanted no interventions or anything that is exactly what and that's exactly what she did she just just, she just sat by me and just (laughs) wiped my ass (laughs) yes everyone I shat myself and pissed myself but you don't care. You really don't care. It's the last thing that you care about at this moment. You just, you're just in the zone. You go into this weird trance. It's bizarre. But like, you can, you have control of this pain because you know how to breathe it down and how to push through it. Well, your body does it for you. And you can feel the baby moving itself. You've just got to learn to breathe through it. And the hypnobirthing, my God, did that save my bacon? So I just learned to just breathe down every time that there was a contraction and it worked an absolute dream. Um, but yeah, we, so we wanted to fill up the water. Honestly, waiting for the big birth pool to fill up felt like a, oh, it felt like forever because they're so big. They're the size of a hot tub, these things. They're so big. Um, and then the twinkly lights were put up. And I remember she said, I'm afraid you can't go in, Hayley, until you've had a wee. And I looked down and then I just wet myself again. And I went, there you go, it's done. <laughs> she was like, okay. <laughs> so I took my dress off, got in that birth pool. Oh my God, it was the biggest relief I have ever felt. Honestly, like, and I said um, the bathtub was great. Getting in that birthing pool was the most magical feeling I've ever experienced when you have been dealing with contractions for some time and you get into that warm water it's like liquid gold all over you it is the most sensational feeling and then I remember her saying are you happy with the radio on it I was like yeah it's cool it was Annie Mac on a Friday night my kind of vibe takes me back to Bournemouth days (laughs) so yeah Annie Mac's on full blast playing I say full blast it was on full volume for a small little battery powered radio um and twinkly lights were on and i'm not even joking harry was out within half an hour not even that i think it was 20 minutes actually um i can give her okay i'll tell you there's a difference in feeling when you know that when they're clowning um it's like a stinging sensation but trust me it doesn't last long you just know that that means their head's there and they're literally about to pop out but because you've dealt with the contractions that that part where the head is there it's nothing I don't know it's just it's not as bad it's it's the most weirdest thing as soon as the head is out it's fine and I remember she said to me the head is out and I was like is it she said she said right your next contraction you need to be really gentle Haley. but I'm gonna be honest I didn't for once in any part of it deliberately make myself push I didn't feel I had to like strain it just my body did it itself like I said I just breathed through it and then I all I can remember is smelling Tom's coffee breath over me and I was like fucking stinks sorry for my language but I remember thinking oh it's just coffee breath on me get away <laughs> um but I was so in the zone and yeah and then soon as he popped out the pain is, whatever it is, is gone. Like, it's like magic. It's like, it's gone. You're like, whoa, oh my God, it, it's out. 
it's surreal, like so surreal. And then I remember I like stood up on my knees, just like, oh my God, is he here? And then they passed him through my legs and up. So he was still in the water. So as I would pick him up, I'd be the first person that he would see. Wow. Like Tom's captured it on his phone um, with pictures. But uh, honestly, most unbelievable, magical feeling you could ever imagine seeing that little person looking straight at you out of the water was just yeah it was beautiful and I remember just sitting there and I just burst into tears just like oh my god I just kept saying he looks like Tom he's just like Tom he looks like Tom and I couldn't get over it um and it was just amazing I remember just sitting there for like a few minutes and they wet a towel and put it over him to keep him warm and he was so calm, like he was just looking around, he was really happy, and I was just like, because normally, you know, you see it on the TV programs where they're like screaming and stuff, Harry didn't do any of that, he was just so serene and so happy, it was adorable, um, and then, yeah, um, so the after part, um, they come out, obviously then, we, I asked for delayed clamping of um, the cord because I wanted to make sure he got all of the nutrients from the placenta to him. So I think it was delayed and we, he had it on for five and a half minutes longer, which was fine because when you looked at the umbilical cord, it lost all colour and stuff, which means everything had transferred over. So that was really good. So then we, um, Tom struggled to cut it because he realised, oh my God, this is tough which it is, it is really, but obviously there's no nerves or anything in it, um, so that was cool, and then we had to wait for my placenta to come out, and that thing did not want to come out, tried all sorts, the problem was, is that after birth, they say to you, right, go and try and have a wee, or a poo, that should help the placenta, I just couldn't for the life of me pee, I don't know what it was, but it might, it just couldn't happen, and I was like, I'm really sorry. They tried everything. They tried to inject into my leg um, the synthetic oxytocin to kind of promote the placenta to come out itself where it releases from the womb. Didn't want to do that. They even pulled it out of me. They tried pulling it very gently, my dad, but my God, does it hurt. So they're like, push on your belly and then pull on the cord. Um, it wasn't coming. Um, so... She was like, right, the last thing, we'll try this, and if this doesn't work, then I'm going to have to get a doctor in because it could mean surgery to get it out. And I was like, fuck me. So she put catheter in me, and by and behold, I, there, I had a massively overfull bladder, and it was quite disgusting because then the placenta literally went <laughs> and fell out. <laughs> Sorry to be disgusting. And I just remember Tom... <laughs> Because his head, where well, he was sat on the chair with Harrison, opposite end of the room, looking at me, looking straight up my vagina, basically. And he saw the placenta just flop out of me. And he just went, that was gross, but weirdly satisfying to see happen. I was like, what? <laughs> it was bizarre. Um, yeah. And then the midwife, bless her, she was like, would you like a picture of it? And I was like, no, that thing's disgusting. Look at that. 
throw it in the bin. I think she was a bit surprised and a bit miffed that I said that, but I was like, why would I want to have like a picture of that? It's just, no, thank you. It's not my thing. Um, and then they have to examine you and they examined me and yeah, I had quite severe tearing because the labor was so fast. So a doctor came and inspected and I have to admit when they inspect it, because obviously it's a ripped open, ripped open tissue, it fucking hurts. Someone putting their fingers in there. Like imagine like a deep wound and someone sticks their fingers in that. It hurt. Um, so yes, I did use gas and air for that part. <laughs> the one part that I used gas and air for was the after bit. Um, and they said, okay, this is a category three C tear. You're just below a category four. She said, you, you rip basically from front to back through the muscle and the, the um, outer layer. So I was like, oh my God, that's quite bad. She said, it's okay, we can fix it. We can, you know, we'll, we'll, give, we'll go straight into theatre and we'll stitch you up. So yeah, um, so that we wheeled in, but we had to wait a little while until we could go in. Um, but then we went in, but oh my gosh, I've just suddenly remembered something. So when we were trying to get the placenta out, a song for summer of 2020 came on do you remember the song um oh my god oh my god this feeling's just begun yeah that one that came on and because i was so high on life i started dancing in my bed to that while the woman was trying to pull my placenta out what is my life anyway so anyway got it stitched up stayed in the hospital for like a couple of days came home and then I started to get really severe migraines to when I would sit up or when I would stand up. Really like blinding pain, it was awful. Um, so I messaged my midwife and said, I'm really concerned that every time I sit up or whatever, um, I, I'm, I'm getting these severe pains, I can't do anything. I can't, get, I can't be up for more than five minutes. And it turns out what it was, because when I'd had my surgery, I'd had to have a spinal block, so an epidural. And what had happened is, where they inject, this is so rare by the way, um, where they'd then taken the needle out afterwards, normally your body would like scab, and like a plug, and then it would, that's how it heals, like any kind of like injection you have or whatever. Well my body didn't, don't know why, and so I had spinal fluid leaking out, and that was what was causing severe migraines. Well normally, it's fine, it's not life-threatening or anything like that but it can take months to to fix itself so I said I'm sorry I can't do this for months I've got a newborn baby I need to be able to sit up or stand up um and they said fine we understand um and they brought me back in they did a what was it called a blood patch which is where they took a load of blood from my arm and then they injected it into my spine to create like a scab or like a you know like a plug um, very clever very like i say clever but it's also they called it medieval medicine and it worked but i couldn't move properly for like a day and i remember when i was lying on the hospital bed because i had to stay horizontal and not move at all for two hours um i remember my phone ringing and it was my mum and she went don't freak out but your brother's getting married in two days' time. And I was like, what? Oh, my God, are you serious? He, she was like, no, because of the COVID rules, 
he he wants everyone like for 30 people so he's going to get married in two days time um there's no pressure on you if you can or can't come because i understand you're in hospital right now and i was like i was then like at the time i was like you're a fucking dickhead <laughs> i was fuming i was absolutely fuming poor kid it's not his fault um Anyway, I did recover quite quickly. It was quite painful and I couldn't move for a few days, but Tom helped me and he was off work, so it did help. Watched my brother and Jenna get married, which was wonderful, gorgeous, and Harry was six days old then at that wedding, which was crazy. Had him a special suit for it, obviously, which was really nice. Um, and then, yeah, so the postnatal recovery. So obviously I had these big stitches in me. Um which did heal quite quickly and I was told within eight weeks that I could start exercise so I did um but I had fell into a problem and I think it's my fault so it was back in November I think it was November no it was December that's it, it was December and I started doing some back squats and I went too deep I think I ripped a couple of stitches open, which is my it's my own stupidity. That's why postnatal recovery is no joke. You've got to be very careful. And yeah, I remember then having to go back into hospital because then they said to me, oh yeah, you've got this load hanging out and they cut it. And then I went off and did my own thing. And then beginning of this year it happened again for no reason and I could feel it so like I would be going out on walks and I could feel like a sharp splinter digging into my bum hole that's how it felt not pleasant so I went back to them and explained it again I said look this has happened again he the gynecologist had a look and he said right we're gonna I'm gonna fix it now but I've got to inject anesthetic on your vulva I'm going to be brutally honest, girls. It is not the nicest of feelings. It's pretty damn horrific. Um, yeah. So that he would numb the area and then he he was going to pull the stitch and cut it. He's fixed it. It's now fine. Um, so then after that, when it came to me going back into strength training, getting it back into my shape that I am in now... I avoided particular exercises that would involve me potentially stretching my bum hole. Does that make sense? <laughs> I was too scared of stretching my bum hole. <laughs> so it was a lot of lunges, deadlifts, well, Romanian deadlifts, um, and all kinds of other exercises that avoided me doing that. And put myself in a deficit, which was a sensible amount. I'd say I was on about 17, 17, 50 a day um, and every now and then there'll be an event come up but because it was lockdown I could just focus on eating well um, focus on being a mum and just work on the business really I was very fortunate and like lockdown was obviously not great but it worked wonders for me because it made me focus on being a mum and just focus on getting me back to the shape that I'm happy with now what there's different thoughts to this so 
yes, I agree that mums shouldn't have the pressure of going back to their pre-pregnancy body. There's no such a thing. My body is completely different to what it was like before pregnancy. But there's nothing wrong with wanting to have your own time to just clear your mind, exercise, release those endorphins, feel better for yourself. And if you want to lose some post-pregnancy weight, that's fine. So during my whole pregnancy, I gained 23 kilos. Once Harry was out, everything settled. I had stopped breastfeeding because of many other complications. But yeah, that was hard. Um, Basically, I had gained about 11 kilos of body fat which for me was a big deal because obviously being a PT, um, I felt that I put that pressure on myself when I shouldn't have. But anyway, I wanted to get back into clothes that fitted me. So that's when I went back on being on that calorie deficit, but nothing too major because I knew I was doing night feeds and there'll be nights where I'd have really shit night's sleep and other nights where I'd have a better night's sleep. So I was trying to be realistic. And I set myself four workouts per week. And since then, I haven't looked back. I am so much stronger and fitter than I ever was. Now, when I said my body shape's different, yes, my boobs are smaller. That's one thing that's really pissed me off because I had small boobs before being pregnant. And now they're teeny tiny. I hate it. And lifeless. They have sagged. They're sad puppies. Like puppy ears. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my put it out there. As soon as I've decided no more kids or if, you know, if I have another one, then I stop. I don't know yet. Then I'm having a boob job, without a doubt. I don't give a shit what people think. I want to have bigger boobs because, yeah, I like big boobs. Um, so, yeah, I would say before pregnancy, I was a, what was I, a 34C? I'm now a 36B, I would say. Yeah, 36B. Um, but what got me is it's the band. So where my ribs are wider, as you just heard. And I can feel it in my rib cage now that there's still quite, it's quite a big separation um, on the bottom of my ribs. It's really bizarre. And I can feel the, um, is it sacrum it's called? The big bit in the middle of your rib cage. I can really feel that stick out. Bizarre. I, I don't know whether I'm just a rare one or what, whether other mums go through this. I've never really asked any other mums actually, but my rib cage is definitely a lot wider and it's not changing. And my hips are definitely wider. Um, but I'm still fitting in all my clothes, so that's all I care about. I don't give a shit. You can't do much about your skeleton at the end of the day, can you? So embrace it, I say. Embrace your postnatal body girls um my skin is still a lot looser you know it was so stretched for nine months of growing a child so in pictures i yes i look toned or whatever but honestly i can literally grab the skin on my stomach and pull it about three inches at least away from my body so that's normal and it'll go eventually i'm sure and if it doesn't it doesn't at the end of the day, it's proof that I grew a person inside me. That's all I care. In fact, I have a healthy body. I look after myself. Um, you know, I'm doing four or five resistance sessions a week. And then 
well, recently just signed something, a couple of things actually, that I'll be doing something like six hit sessions a week at least. So I'm probably the fittest and strongest I've ever been. You know, I have balance in terms of a lot of people say, oh, how do you fit in being a mum, running your business, growing your business and working out? And I just go, you've got to make time for it. So this is quite late for me. It's half past nine at night. So I'm going to go to bed in a minute because I get up at five o'clock in the morning before Harry wakes up. I go and do a 6 a.m. workout and then it's done. I've done it. I don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. It's sorted. And then if Harry breaks hell loose for me and I have a horrendous day trying to look after him, that's fine because at least I've got two things that are done out of my list. Whereas if I'd left my workout to later in the evening when I'm tired from looking after Harry, trying to work, it becomes too much. So that's why I do it. And that's why I say to a lot of girls, if you really want something... You've got to make time for it. You've got to find a way on what's going to work for you. And that's what works for me and Tom in that we both work out in the morning. So I do the 6am gym slot. He does the 7.15 gym slot. And it works. It's great. But yeah, I'm so proud of how far I've come from my pregnancy because it was quite hard, the fact that I had to get over these big stitches which did heal quite quickly. They were a bit uncomfortable, but nothing too major for me. Um, I do think I've got a very high pain threshold, now I think about it. Um, and, oh, that was one thing I forgot to say. By the way, don't be afraid of it, even though I was terrified. Post-baby, your first poo is the most terrifying thought ever. Why, I don't know, because you just pushed out a person. But that first poo is fucking scary <laughs> but it, it's got to come out at some point um but yeah that was just something that just came to my mind sorry um but I'm just proud of the fact that I had to go through all that surgery then go through that spinal problem and I came out okay and you know I'll, I'd happily have another child although I have just had the copper coil fitted because I don't want to do it just yet. So I'm going to have a break, at least a year break from now. And then we'll consider. But for now, I'm just embracing having Harry. Enjoying, you know, my new lifestyle. Because I've only... It's coming up to a Oh, yeah. Two months time. I would have been self-employed full time for a year. You know, I've had major changes in my life. So I... I took redundancy from BA and just said, I'm going to make this business work. And I don't know how, I look back and I have to admit, I think, I tell people that my last podcast was how to be proud. I think I should be proud of myself because I've grown a business from absolutely nothing with no help whatsoever. I've done it all on my own, out my own, my own back. And I've had to raise a child, and I don't even know much about kids. Before I had Harry, I knew nothing. I'd never even held a child before. So I didn't know what I was doing. So, yeah. So, if you've survived this long listening to me rambling on, well done. Because, and also, I really hope that I didn't put you off childbirth, but I just wanted to put mine out there. Because, although I had all the injuries and... The ongoing problems afterwards, it's totally worth it. 
you kind of just get on with it. Us women are superior at the end of the day. We kick ass. And I'd go through all of it again. It was so worth it. And like I say, having a water birth is the most magical feeling you'll ever go through. Um, it's surreal. But thank you so much for listening. If you got to the end of this, congratulations. I hope you managed to have a glass of wine after that. <laughs> Take it easy.